Afro Tales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Chef, Chef. Yes, Glio. Don't you love how we get to share our stories and recipes? Yes, I enjoy it greatly. Do you know what makes it possible for everyone to hear us? Yes, Glio. Our voices, obviously. True, but it's also Anchor, a hosting platform that distributes the podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and others. Oh, yes. And isn't everything needed to make a podcast in one place? That's correct. And the best thing of all, Chef, it's free. Free, you say? Free. And all I had to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, you just had to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yep, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and do what we're doing now. Fantastic, Grio. Simply fantastic. I know, Chef. I know. Hello and welcome. I'm Aman Mazingo, and this is the Afro Tales Podcast, a show that will explore the folklore, tales, myths, and legends of the African diaspora. Today we're on the island of Trinidad. We're here to listen to a story about old John and Mr. Berkeley. I wonder what these two have for us. Well... Let's take a seat, relax, and find out. Old John outwitting old Mr. Berkeley. This story begins with a very covetous man. Old Mr. Berkeley, who was a very rich and very selfish man, too. Everything he saw, he wanted. One day, he met an old woman who had a fine cow she was taking to market. He knew it was worth about $100. But he said to the woman, You don't want to take that cow all the way to market now. I'll give you $5 for it right here. Not knowing much of the value of anything, the old woman thought that $5 was a lot of money. So Mr. Berkeley got the cow. When she got home, she told her son, who was named John, what she had done, and he said, Damn, Mama, Mr. Berkeley really paid you nothing close to what that cow was worth. But that's all right. I'm going to make it that Mr. Berkeley really get to do a flying dance for what he's done to us. So he made a plan. His mother had a nice bucket in the house filled with some good-looking sugar. John went out and got some cow manure and other shit and put it into the bottom of a pan. Then he covered that over with the sugar. He carried it down the same road that his mother was taking the cow earlier, knowing good and well that was where Mr. Berkeley 
passed all the time. When Mr. Berkeley saw John and all that nice sugar, he asked, John, what do you have there over your shoulder? John said, sugar, Mr. Berkeley, some nice sugar to sell at the market. Mr. Berkeley came over to him and said, well, that's pretty good looking sugar. Why don't you sell it to me instead of carrying it all the way down to the market? John said, well, I want $500 for it. Well, Mr. Berkeley, when he saw something he really liked, he just had to have it. So he paid him the $500 for the pan full. He carried it on home and invited all his friends to come and have some tea with him so they could taste this wonderful sugar that he had found. They came and thought that sugar was just wonderful in their tea. After using the sugar for a few times, though, Mr. Berkeley dipped in the spoon, and it came up smelling awful. He said, Good God, I'm going to beat that John when I catch him. And he took off for John's house right away. When John had thought out the whole plan, he had taken a large copper boiling pot that they used for making sugar, filled it with yams and potatoes and other provisions from the garden. He balanced the whole thing on three stones and built a large fire under the pot and began to boil the whole thing down. But there was one spot where the fire was so hot, it showed through the covering of ashes, which he covered with fresh dirt. As soon as Mr. Berkeley got there, he called out to John, and John answered, I'm here, Mr. Berkeley. And before Mr. Berkeley could say anything, John said, Mr. Berkeley, Mr. Berkeley. Come and see this pot that cooks food by itself. He hit the kettle as hard as he could with a whip. And he said, Mr. Berkeley, just listen to that. Sure enough, the kettle was boiling. He hit it again and the kettle seemed to boil even harder. Mr. Berkeley didn't have to hear the third crack of the whip when he said, you have to sell me that part that cooked food by just lashing it, John said. Well, I have to have $500 for the pot and another $500 for the special whip. So Mr. Berkeley gave it to him, $500 for the pot and $500 for the whip. So he took it to his large field, put the pot on these stones, and brought lots of food to put into it. Then he invited all his friends to a great big cook-up to show them how he was going to boil food without any fire. So all his friends came bright and early before they had eaten their own food at home, even expecting to have a big feast at Mr. Berkeley's. Well, 
when they got there, they saw Mr. Berkeley taking his whip and hitting the pot. He gave it a hard lash, but nothing happened. He hit it a second time, but the food stayed just as cold as when he put it in. He gave the pot a hundred lashes, and still the water stayed as cold as before. He was disappointed and getting mad now, and all his friends left hungry and laughing at the same time. Now John went on to the next part of his plan. He killed a goat and took out his heart and had his mother put it inside her dress right on top of where her own heart was. He told her to play dead when he touched her with his knife. As soon as he saw Mr. Berkeley coming to him, as vexed as he could be, he took out a knife and he stabbed his mother right in the goat's heart and she fell over. Now, Mr. Berkeley supposed that he had just seen John stab his mother because his mother fell over as if she was dead. Mr. Berkeley said, Well, John, you have killed your mother. He was scared, you know, with the knife in John's hand and the blood all around. John said, Oh, Mr. Berkeley, Mama will raise herself up one more. You'll see. So he took up this shell and he blew on it. His mother stirred a little. He blew it again. His mother opened her eyes. The third time he blew, she sat up. And the fourth time, she got up and started to walk around. Mr. Berkeley was astonished. He asked, John, what do you want for the knife that cuts like that? John said, well, I have to have $500 for the knife. So he gave John the money and 500 more for the shell. Now, he went home got all his servants, his wife, and his children, and put them all in a row. Again, he invited all his friends over to see how he was going to kill all these people and then bring them back to life. He took the knife and stabbed his wife, and she fell dead. He took all his servants and killed them, and the rest of his family also. They were all dead on the ground in front of him. So he blew the shell. Poom. Manatha came back. He looked around and said, All right, I'm going to kill John with just one stab, too, for God's sake. This time, John had no more tricks. So Mr. Berkeley tied him up, wanting to shame John like John had shamed him in front of all his friends. He brought him up to the bayside, to the rum shop there, and started to have a drink with all his friends while they laughed at John, all tied up there. But another man, whose name was Wolf, 
passed by there, saw John crying, said to him, John, friend, how did you get yourself in this fix? John said, well, I have discovered this huge gold field under the water on Mr. Berkeley's property. And you know how he is being so selfish. So he has tied me up until I can get all that gold and split it up between us. Old Wolf said, but it seems so cruel that you should be tied. John said, well, it is, it is. But you know, Mr. Berkeley, he must have his gold. Maybe if I told you where the gold is, you would want to have my half of it. And Mr. Wolf said, yes. Would you do that, John? Yes, because he is making so much fun of me in front of his friends. So Mr. Wolf unloosened the ropes and they exchanged clothes and John tied him up just as tightly as he had been tied. So John went away and left Wolf there in his place. And when Mr. Berkeley came out of the rum shop later, he just picked up Wolf without looking and carried him out to his boat and went out on the open sea and shoved Wolf over and drowned him. About three months later, Mr. Berkeley saw John coming toward him in a carriage he had taken when he changed places with Mr. Wolf. He said, is that you, John? And then John replied, oh, yes, Mr. Berkeley. Well, how did you come back to life and you get such a fine carriage? Well, you remember when you threw me into the river? Well, I fell right into a gold field itself. Mr. Berkeley said to John, oh, you have to show me what the gold field is. Will you do that for me? John said, yes, yes, but you must give me something in return. Mr. Berkeley said he would give him anything he wanted. John just said, but you know it is deep in the ocean. And you must put weights on your body so you can get down to it. So John tied Mr. Berkeley as tightly as Mr. Berkeley had tied him. Put some stones in his body and put him on the boat. Went on to the open sea and shoved him over. That's the gold mine Mr. Berkeley wanted. But now John had all the things Mr. Berkeley had. John was alive too. The end. Okay, so wow. That is what is known as a John Tail or an old John Tail or a uh, Massa Tail. Um, this one, obviously, since it came from the island, it may be a little different, but nonetheless, it does show how a slave or a person that is not supposed to be looked at as wise can definitely use intellect 
over those who are supposedly in charge as um, old John did to Mr. Berkeley. And I'd say Mr. Berkeley probably deserved everything he got, um, killed his whole family, <laughs> wound up killing himself all over greed and, and just couldn't allow anybody else to have what they were entitled to have. Um, one that was willing to cheat people and therefore got what he deserves. Um, nothing in the end. Um, I love these kind of stories. I love this to show the intellect of the downtrodden and to show how, you know, we can always climb up and do better if we put our minds to it. Um, I'll definitely be looking to do more stories like this. So please stay tuned for that. Um, Again, this is uh, how old John outwit Mr. Berkeley. All right. Thank you for your time. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or iTunes, or wherever you may listen to podcasts. You may also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Afro Tales Podcast, all one word, or on Twitter at Afro Tales Cast. Please share, comment, like, leave a rating so others may find us just as you have. Again, I'm Amon Mazingo. This is Afro Tales Podcast, and until next time, have a great day.